Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 108 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, a DMV Sports Podcast. These are the dog days of summer, ladies and gentlemen. It is hot, humid, disgusting, and the DMV is gross. We're used to it, but you know, you got to muddle through. And uh, the only real live sports we got are baseball, which is in its uh, little all star break hiatus as we speak. And the rest of it is off-season talk, um, unless you want to talk tennis and golf, which we will not. So let's get right yeah. down to it. Open was uh, pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty good, actually. So what's going on, fellas? Let's go around the room, see how everybody's doing. What's going on, Jeremy? Not much. Great to see you. Good to talk some caps here. Yeah, likewise, man. Lots happened since we talked. Absolutely. Um, Jerry, what's going on, brother? I don't know what's happened. What's happened? <laughs> and I am Todd, and uh, Jerry and I are fresh off the Damascus Days Parade, which... <laughs> Woo! I got drunk. Yeah, it was a rager. I heard I missed uh, some good times. Yeah, everybody had a good time. It was uh that, that that night grew legs fast as those nights are wont to do. But everybody was uh mainly well behaved, I'd say, um, aside from a few little things along the side. But you know, we'll save that for uh, post podcast. We don't need to to bore the listeners with all that shit. Um, I have some intel we will talk about off the record. I just remembered. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll get to that. I think I have some as well. It's uh, it may intersect, it may not, but it, it should be amusing. Yeah, it, keep it simple. Everyone's still alive, though, right? As far yeah. as I know. As far as we yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just just, just checking. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm pretty sure. Um. So anyway, so let's get right down to it, man. So last time we talked, um, it was on the eve of the NHL draft. Correct. Um, and the Caps, uh, the the two guys that I had highlighted that were high on their board were not there. Right. Uh, when they picked, didn't think they were going to be. Um, and one of them went like five or something. Yeah, yeah. McGrory, that that guy's a fucking <laughs> stud, dude. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the Caps ended up uh, taking Jerry's favorite, uh, the old Russian winger special, Mira Shashenko. See you in four years. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think he's probably more ready than four years, but we'll we'll see. No, I mean, um, with him being Russian, and you know, I mean, if is he able to come over now, or is he under I, contract with a Russian team? No, I'm pretty sure he can come over now. I mean, most likely he won't, but I mean, I, I would think they could, you know, they might have to pay their t- his team off, but they can get him whenever they want him. I just don't know if he's physically ready because, you know, poor kid had cancer, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. I know. Um, but I got to tell you, his um, his upside talent was projected to be a top 10 pick, and the fact that he's coming off of Hodgkin's lymphoma That's, gave everybody That was pause. the red flag, yeah. Absolutely. For good reason. I, sure. I totally yeah, get it. Yeah. Um, but I slipped. But, hey, you, you've said it so, for so many, like, NFL drafts, you're like, if you do your due diligence and you can pencil this guy in two, three, four years down the road and you, you have confidence that he could get there, you, it's okay to take a flyer on talent. Remember JOK from the Browns? Got selected in the second round from the Browns. He got the starter and solid. And yep. Going to be a Pro Bowl player at some point. Exactly. So, you and know. Who, I, who did we get? <laughs> we got a guy who had, had about three tackles last year. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, you know, look, his upside looks good. His. His all of his metrics look good. Big, strong kid. Yep. Skates fast as shit. You know, physical. He's got that Russian makeup that uh, the Caps seem to like. He um, likes that one timer from the circle on the power play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of like somebody else we yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so kind of you know. like Backstrom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but after the draft, I figured the free agency frenzy would be just that, and it was crazy. Um, I will say this: the the salary cap has reared its ugly head. Because aside from Goudreau, who ended up taking less money <laughs> to go somewhere else. That's crazy. Um, 
quite honestly, I did not think there were those four, five, six contracts that were just complete pariahs. I thought everything was pretty much in line. It was like, oh, that guy got six by six. I would have thought he would be more like five by seven and a half or something like that. Those just didn't pop out at me very much. So, Jeremy, before we get started with who the Caps got, tell me who the Caps who started la- at the end of last year who are no longer on the team. Well, no more Schultz. Mm-hmm. Not started the season, but Larson was playing. You know, he's gone. A fourth liner that was taking Haglin's place. Um, that it? Or missing I think none, none of the, all, both the goalies are gone. Oh, yes, well, sorry, both Kemp, goalies. Kemp, yes, he's yes, gone. Both goalies. But Kemp, he, Kemp, Kemp will likely. Yeah, I don't I mean, think he played much, did he? Nah, no, he didn't. No, so yeah, Schultz, Kempney on D, both goalies. Yeah. And then you just have injuries to Wilson. Backstrom, Haglin. Best case scenario, when would Wilson be back? I think best case, Halloween. Worst. That would be absolute best. I think I think we're looking more like Christmas ish. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing November one through December thirty first is his window, like you know likely. And I know that's a huge time right. frame. But and then how? You know. Well, you're not going to rush him back. Then when is the regular season? What month does the regular season end? April. April. Okay. So we're going to look. We're looking at Wilson maybe most likely in January. Meaningful minutes to fe- January, I'd, February, I'd say March. December. He'll miss twenty-five to thirty games, is my guess. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. I guess I'm more on the twenty to twenty-five range. It could be closer to twenty-five to thirty. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully, you heard some good news. I mean, people are coming back from these things faster and faster. Exactly. All the time, so. And his apparently was a very clean yeah. okay. surgery and everything else. They were like, "This is textbook." He's obviously a freak of nature in terms of fitness. So you know. Um, rehabbing with a guy like that's a hell of a lot different than than an older ov type player you know um but you know we'll see uh th- these things aren't an exact science it's gonna be hard to tell um uh, but i will say this um and then as we get into what the caps replaced with what they lost i think it's now now the discussion goes around and let's really get a feel for what they're going to look like because goalies are the easy part right you know well before we do that mm-hmm. Let's list the people they got of free agents, like notable free agents, right? Yeah, that's where I was going to start with the goalies. Yeah. I mean, the the home run. If you're <clears throat> if you're a fan of his and you think so, Darcy Kemper is fresh off of winning the Stanley Cup with the Avalanche, and now he's a Caps goalie for five years. And you got him for, you know, uh, he was a number that I thought he was going to be in the sixes. I really did. Yeah, they got him a million to seven fifty, whatever you want to call it, less than I thought he was going to get. Right. And maybe that was the, where the fifth year came in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think you're right about but that, Jeremy. Five point two five is. It's a very palatable. That's cap hit solid for a legit number one goalie. Well, hopefully he's a legit number one goalie because he was a journeyman up until like two years ago, right? Well, he was he was a classic. He was in Arizona. He and he was a classic splitting time on a really bad team. Right, I get it. That was defensive. And then when he finally got his wings to fly, he was legit number one. But the the counter argument to him being a legit number one is he became a legit number one. I guess, was he in Chicago for a while? Or is that, I'm not thinking no. somebody. Okay, so he was in Colorado. Yeah. All right. And that team, that offense could make Jeremy look like a number one goalie. Well, here's the deal. I've heard that argument many times, and I've seen the best rebuttal to that before it even starts, and I'm not going to own it. It's definitely from JP, from Japers, is Colorado had the look of a Stanley Cup contender with Philip Grubauer for two straight years. You're right. And Grubauer is now making more than Kemper on the open market, and they won the Cup with Kemper. And before that, the regular season numbers that Kemper had 
pummeled Grubauer's two regular seasons. Is the only reason Colorado didn't resign him is because they had so many other needs and so many other pro- free agents, or is it because they thought somebody else could step in? And so just here's start? the deal for Both. them. Is a combination of the two. It really came down to numbers with the salary cap, and here's the deal. They were able to trade for Georgiev, a journeyman, who that they can now pencil in at that two and a half to three million range, and they were able to sign Nishushkin, who's the fucking stud up and coming Russian. That guy's getting what, eight by eight? Eight point I think he's making eight point five. So they basically went, We're gonna put go all in on this young winger because he just had the fucking playoffs of his life and his upside is still going up we're we're gonna have to overpay him by a million million and a half maybe and it was worth it to them to sacrifice that for another journeyman goalie so for non nhl guys like me who i'm caps in eastern conference but who is his comp who's that kemper's comp kemper that's a good one um Honestly, in his prime, I, I put him on a par with a guy like Rask, where he's probably he's probably top six or seven in the conference. Probably he's not your Vasilevsky. He's not your. Um, uh, I might even go with Holpe. Yeah, yeah, Holpe. And see, his regular season numbers are just so much more consistent than Holpe's ever were. You know, Holpe was a very average regular season goalie, even on the on his best years. I don't think he had a regular season above nine thirteen save percentage. Kemper's had two over nine twenty. I mean, it might, even be, it might even be four or something like that. Yeah. But he might not have had as many games in a couple right. of those seasons. How much of an upgrade is he compared to last year's goalies? Is it significantly upgraded, or is it just I? I would almost get more consistency, and I would almost go with a, a Wentz versus Heineke comparison. I mean, he's a he's a legit NHLer, number one. Again, perf, Todd said it perfectly. No, he's not in your top five. He's just not, or whatever, top three. He's not quite that high, but he's very easily in that next tier. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, did he only win a cup because of the guys in front of him? Probably. He also took a stick in the eye and wasn't quite the same goalie, you know, throughout the playoffs. But so I mean, again, he's he's not he's not your Vasilevsky. He's just not. But you're also not going to pay him what you know you're, you're paying you're, you're getting what you pay for. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad deal, and he's a solid goalie. Yeah, yeah, that's well said. And I would say this: I think regular season wise, the 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 tandem of um, Kemper and Lindgren, who's another, we'll get to him in a minute, just completely pummels consistency wise. Samsonov and Vanacek, you're not going to have the dips that yeah. we had. How does Lindgren compare to the guys we just lost? Well, yeah, again, I, he doesn't because he's he's a veteran. Um, right. Well, but, I mean, he also has he has what? How many games does he have? Twenty nine or something? He, he has almost no yeah. games compared to what Vitek and and Samsonov played the last couple of years. So he doesn't have the NHL experience. But I would say, you know, talent wise, he's at least you know on par with them. Yeah, I would um, say so. The consistency we don't know yet. How old is he? Twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. So he's just never stuck anywhere and been a number one. <clears throat> it's almost like if somebody went out and signed Copley. Yeah, which exactly. They did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like. That guy's a legit number two. He's he's a number two. So, all right. So, you guys you guys think that these two are upgrades compared as a pair uh, com- than what we had last year? I I would say it's a no brainer. I mean, well, how much you. of an upgrade that's yet to be determined. But I, yeah. in terms of ease of going to bed at night knowing we're going to get competent goaltending night in and night out, I I think that's there. 
Last year it was a hope and a prayer. And I think this last year you had that basically, what, is it, what do you want to say, one out of five? Mm-hmm. This was a stinker. Yeah. And we shouldn't see that. Kemper, okay, one out of 15 will be a stinker, mm-hmm. not one out of five. Okay. Yeah. So that means you know, a handful during the season, not a handful a month. <laughs> right, right. All right, so moving on to defense, this mm-hmm. is what uh, RMNB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. Um, <laughs> this is who they project to be the pairings next year. All right, let's hear it. Carlson Faravari. Yep. Faravari, sorry. Orloff Jensen. Yep. Gustafsson TVR. To start with, yes. Most likely. Yep. Who's coming back? Um, when you said to start with, is someone injured? No, I'm, I'm saying Alexiev and Hershey, the young kid, I think with some grooming, he's going to be ready Thanksgiving, well, Christmas time. I, I thought I heard someone being injured. I wasn't aware of that, so I'm not sure. Uh, I know he had, did have an injury last season, but I didn't know it was going to affect him into this season. Gotcha. So him or Johansson, I think. Yeah, he, both uh, he and yeah. Johansson project to be NHL defensemen. They're basically on a very similar trajectory to Faravari a couple years ago. So I think that those two add into the mix, which is why um, that that third pair um, I think is solid to start the season. Yep. It's perfectly capable. Um, well, the thing is they wanted to get another left shot because um, mm-hmm. TVR is playing his off, offside, so he'll be back on the right. And all three of the guys in question, Gustafson, Alexiev and Johansson are left shots. Yep. So one of those guys will take that third spare, third, exactly. you know, third side, <clears throat> left side. And then you've me. got the cheap guy who can play 10 games a year if needed, Irwin. Yep. He's not going to get more than 10 minutes a game when he plays, but he's big, he's strong, he knows the system. And like he, when he slotted in last year, I didn't know he got 15 games last year. I didn't realize that. I, I didn't know that either. But see, that's the point. When you have a cheap guy like that, that's what you need <laughs> to be able to – you go on your West Coast road trip and some of the young guys are a little dinged up and whatever else, and you know it's going to be a rough and tumble night in Anaheim, you put Irwin in the lineup, you know? And he could end up really being the eighth guy. He could be. Um, I, th- I think he probably will be. Maybe Gustafson the seventh, and that's sort of your your veteran backup pair. And Absolutely. You'll, you'll get, you know, one of those other young guys. Or now, I will say that, this. That, that, that defensive lineup doesn't that doesn't – blow my socks off no it's it very very yeah. average yep. yeah you know but this was not an off season where they had the cap room luxury or anything else to make significant upgrades there they needed the upgrades at goalie and at forward especially with the injuries to wilson and backstrom to start the season well let's get to the forwards now all right um all right this is who they have is the Projected lines to start the season, recognizing that Wilson is is yep. out yep. Uh, for a period of time. Absolutely. First line: Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Oshie. Second line: Mantha, Strom, Brown. Mm-hmm. Third line: Johansson, Eller, Sheary. Fourth line: I can't. It's a- AJF. AJ, yeah. yeah, just say AJF. Yeah. Uh, Axel. Dowd and Hathaway. Um. And. They they project they project Eller as still being a trade candidate. I would agree with that. Um, they they do th- this article is not certain that the caps are done mm-hmm. um, acquiring people, but um, in terms of the grades for the lines, um, you know they uh, they like the Strom and Brown, mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess signings. They don't think Eller is going to be able to be very effective. These guys on this website, and this is, I, I think, where I'm going with it. 
say that we do not appreciate how bad their centers were last year. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. They were terrible. Uh, Backstrom is a complete liability. Mm-hmm. Um, and he continues to be an anchor, uh, dragging the Caps down. Um, the Caps would be better off if, <laughs> if he just didn't play at all, which is why I keep saying, can't they tell him, go away? But, I, I you know, I, I guess they can't. Um, and Eller was poor. And so they were hoping to upgrade. Now, the Strom uh, signing came out of nowhere because he wasn't even expected to be around. I know. I mean, that's like a steal. I, I That like, one is what got me excited. Like Chicago let him go, and the Caps swooped in like, holy shit. That, that is, and, and their prediction is, is that you wanna, he will look so much better than what we have. We'll probably overanalyze how good he is because we're, we, we're, we're seeing adequate play. Right. Um, but they they think that Eller, um, you know, will be replaced. Okay, I and, and McMichael is not on that list. Correct. So here's the deal. I think what we're going to find is, as far as money goes, Eller is the best asset to move because he makes a good chunk. So he frees up whatever we would need to free up when Wilson comes back, when Haglin comes back, if we have to do anything in that regard, if. Backstrom is somehow on pace to come back in March and they know he's going to be on the the payroll as as far as the cap hit goes before the end of the regular season Eller has to go there's no other way to do it you probably have to move more than that probably have to move more than that so I think they saw the writing on the wall they're figuring Backstrom's going to be unplayable for damn near the entire regular season right but by by not by signing who they did sign and not breaking the bank because mm-hmm. all of these deals were less than market deals. Absolutely. It's a sign that Backstrom is coming back and he's hamstringing the the organization from getting better. Well, yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, that, it's simple math. <laughs> if, I understand. I if understand. he is healthy enough to play and the contracts are so prohibitive to the teams to be able to get rid of that money versus the cap hit based on health, they're fucked. There's no other way around it. It's simple math. And again, I find it so hard to believe there's not a financial way, mutually agreed upon way out That's of what this. I, is there like an injury settlement you can just? No, I mean, they, you know, you can trade him to, you know, Arizona. Yeah, I know, but no. And then he just won't play and he'll yeah, go, go home. Go that, sweet. That's great. But then you need, but that requires a second party. I know. I'm with you, Jerry. I, basically say I'm taking damaged goods. Dude, I'm with you, man. Premium I, I, price. I, there's got to I mean, be a way around it, right? Just answering the question, that's all. <laughs> I know. I know. Now I'm with you. I, it's frustrating to me. But with all that being said, it takes the emotion out of it. It's not like I've heard some people like, oh, the caps need and caps. It's a fucking money management issue. They didn't want Backstrom to have career ending hip issues but here we are i will say this to pat myself on the back and i know i'm mr (laughs) negative when they signed that agree that agreement i said you're gonna hate it you said about everything though i know but uh, but this i was right (laughs) you were right about this one he was too old and he was getting slower and i said they're gonna regret it and he did win him a cup i get it it helped you know he was but i think that deal was after the cup yeah so it was all emotion you also said that the Oshi deal was bad. Yeah, I did. So I'm one. I'm one for two. The Ovechkin deal. <laughs> so um, Carlson deal. Say, no, no, no. I, I, fuck you guys. I never said that. I never said anything bad about Ovi. Carlson. But that Backstrom deal, I knew was going to be a hamstring, and now well, we're here. Well, and also, no. I mean, at the same time, he can also sit an LTR for four years. 
Yeah. And then you can still use that money. Right. Well, they're not. Well, no, he's they, expecting they are. to come play. They're six, no, they're six million over the cap right I now. I understand, but right. but if they knew he wasn't coming back, right. and that, and that's my point. No, you can't go over more than ten percent in the offseason anyway, so that really wouldn't make much of a difference. It's simple saying. math. When that guy comes back, we're all going to be like, "Fuck." Okay. Well, he can't come back without significant moves being made. That's, that's what I'm wh- saying. And that's what I'm saying. What, He's going to weaken the team. So let me ask you this, Jerry. So let's go kill Nick's backstrom. I'm just kidding. Nobody do that shit. So All of our eight listeners, I'm just kidding. If the rules are what they are, and the math is very simple, the Caps knocked it out of the park with what they were able to do. Yeah, we got to see how they play. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. No, what it does do is it prevented you from going after a cadre or something like that. It exactly. did do that. Right. But, I mean... Again, that's if, but if he was actually healthy, then you wouldn't need to do it anyway. I mean, it's, you know, it's Backstrom all will you never be healthy. He will never be a good no, player. I mean, again. But, right. But I mean, if he had Ever. been, when you signed him, that was the expectation. So, with that, with that being so the understanding. How can we give him ownership interest in like a, something to make it lucrative so he just retires and goes away? I'm telling you, man, the, the simplest way to do it is either A, he's on LTIR the rest of his career, we pay him his money, and that's just dead cap space that we can use because right. he's on LTIR. Or, like Jeremy said, he gets loaned out to another team. I say loaned, traded. They bury his salary there because they don't give a fuck because they're not going to be good for three or four years. Could you imagine being in a Coyotes fan? It'd be perpetual. Oh, and playing in like a shitty little arena. And having, what, two home games in the first month, two months, whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's hell right now. Jesus. How does that that franchise even stay out there? Dude, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating. So let me... So where I was going with that was I agree with RMNB, and I've had this thought all along that I think Eller's going to be on the move. What I think they're going to do, I don't think it's going to happen before the season, but it still could because if somebody out there, what if they have an injury in training camp? Right. Or what if they go, fuck, we need a 3C. I know he's a vet. He's only got a year left. Let's go. We'll pay him his four and a half or whatever. Right. Unless that happens and it's, and it's sweetening the pot, I think they're going to start with Eller at 3C, kind of see how the – how the team plays the first couple months? Are they sitting there in that top three or four in the division? Are they humming along? Okay, that's one thing. Are they kind of struggling? Is Eller not the difference maker anymore that they thought? Because if that's the case, I think then you see him move, and then I think you see them go, we need to get younger at some point. Connor, three C's yours until it's not. See, that's what I- And then if, if, if he is completely unable to handle that role, or they think he needs to be protected on the wing. I know you're going to hate this, Jerry, and I'm not saying this because I'm not, I'm not advocating for this scenario. I'm saying it exists. If McMichael's unable to handle it for whatever reason, but you, you need more time with him and you put him on the wing, Johansson can play 3C, and he's only $1.1 million. What's the point of drafting this cat in the first round of the draft if you're not going to play him? Either he's a complete bust. Well, he's still only a couple years in. And NHL I get players it, take but time. God damn, when the kid comes in, he doesn't look that bad to me. I, I agree with you. I, and I don't understand why. I mean, no disrespect to Jeremy's boy, Johansson. The guy is fu- he's fucking invisible. Like, he's not terrible, but he doesn't do anything. He's just, like, on there. Or he's like, you know, he, I, he, he provides nothing. I love Marcus because he pisses off everybody on the internet. <laughs> And I think that's Jerry. so fucking funny, um, and it's just you know I, I love it. No, it's it's. I mean, he's like me playing basketball, <laughs> like when I could run. Right, I would be on the floor. 
You would never see me. I would basically run from one end to the other. <laughs> I'd play some defense. I'd get a rebound here and immediately pass it. But I would do nothing to affect the game. Like, the game would be played. I may score one basket in two games. And, you know, I felt like saying, "What the? F- am I even fucking here? You know, <laughs> I, I rarely, when I got the ball, I'd pass it immediately. He is me playing pickup basketball. Like, n- there is little that he does that's noticeable. Who's that, Johansson? Johansson. Very underwhelming, underassuming player. He just skates around and goes and sits down and comes back out and <laughs> skates around and goes and sits down. And, you know, every once in a while he'll get a goal and then I'll get five, 15 fucking texts from Jay. See, I told you, motherfucker, right? We're in game 30. He's right. got one goal, right? <laughs> I think Johansson, and I, when I look back at his career path and everything else, and I think Jeremy might agree with this, but shoot it down if I'm way off base. He was groomed as a center. That's what he. That's what he played when he was a pro in Sweden. When he came over, playing center in the NHL is fucking hard. Most kids that are groomed to be a center don't make it at center, and I think he had the defensive mindset of a center, and the offensive upside. It just wasn't there. He he just wasn't able to handle that two way physical game. So he went on the wing and had a little bit of success. But at that point, the center was a pipe dream. So everybody had it built up in their minds that he was going to be this next two. 2C or 3C, and it just wasn't there. I mean, he's not a weakness. No. Right? He's no. not. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, he's on the, you know, we're going to attack him. Yeah, sure. He'll be competent and professional. Right. But, but Jerry, to your, you know, one of the reasons you're upset about it, he does get in the way of McMichael, technically, or essentially. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, exactly. now, one way to look at it as well, if McMichael's not really ready or good enough yet, or maybe never will be, you don't want to just stick him out there to fail. So you want to have, you know, a replacement. But he's also in the way. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. But how mm-hmm. do you know if McMichael can do it or not? Because he's never really given a chance for more than five games. I think he'll get a chance this season. I think uh, so. Because, well, you know, well, with Backstrom, well, the three forwards out. Yeah. Now, if those three guys weren't out, he might not have a chance. Right. Well, but when, when he Wilson will. comes back, what are the lines? Right? you got to think, who's your 1C? Kuzi? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kuzi's 1C. Your left wing is Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. And then it's Wilson. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's going to be... That'll bump Oshie down. Does he go to the second line or third line? There's the big question. I think Wilson, Brown, Oshie, one, two, three, doesn't matter. All right, because you also have Mantha, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's just the right side I'm talking about. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I mean, the Johansson, Eller, Sheary line doesn't really strike a lot of fear, but maybe if Oshie's down there. Well, see, what I was wondering about, too, is, you know, you do a Johansson, McMichael, Oshie. Exactly. And that protects the hell out of McMichael. I had that same thought. You know? And yeah. I would yeah. like that a lot. Because yeah. Johansson doesn't have to play. Johansson can play pretty much any of the 12 positions. He can. So, well, not 1C or 1L. but, no, that, but you know? So uh-huh. then that puts Sheary down with Dowd and Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Man, that could be pretty potent. See, I, I actually like Sheary on that line just because of his – his snipe ability and the other two just they have such good puck protection and can, cycling. Can either Sheary or Hathaway play the left? Because they're both on the right. Yeah. I mean, Sheary can play on the left. I, they could probably both do it. I think we probably have better left side options than that. Yeah. But um, I could see Sheary bouncing back between third and fourth, depending on mm-hmm. home away. Sheary's one of those guys matchups. where he he's so malleable in the lineup, and he's never really a negative because he has the offensive upside. Mm-hmm. So. You know, he's okay if you bump him up too. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, but look, this team doesn't strike fear into the East Coast. No, this but it's team also solid. every time you show up, they're like they look at that top line and they're like, "Fuck, 
Like, really? God damn it. Kuzi can take over a game whenever he wants. Ovechkin's Ovechkin. And then whether it's um, Oshie or Wilson up there, depending on the time of the season, you're like, well, God damn. You know? And like Jeremy just said, down the right side, one, two, three, in any order you want, you go Wilson, Oshie, Brown as right wingers. I mean, that's pretty freaking good, you know? I mean, and Strom gives us stability because he can actually play 2C. He could play two. I mean, that guy's a two C, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Strom and Brown, I think, are. I mean, what do they make combined? Under six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty ridiculous. And they're. I mean, to me, they're legit top six all day. Hundred percent. But have the skills. Well, at least uh, Brown, if, if he's on third line, because you know you like you know Wilson and Oshie above him, that's fine. He'll be fine on the third line too. You know, that's the thing. That's where Eller is also, you know, a little bit of a liability. His offense just fell off a cliff. Yeah. And. Um, I like the guy because he just plays oh, with that like well, razor's edge. He's a son of a bitch to play against. And the emotion. He had the game-winning goal. In Absolutely. The cup. I mean, that's always yeah. going to be there. But I, I don't. I, I be, he, yeah. he, he's the candidate, though. I mean, oh, I agree 100%. with you guys. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I'll be slightly surprised what happens before the season because I think they need to figure out through camp what they have. See how you know other you know health concerns, things like that. Um, but I just. His place is, is just it's gone. And at this stage in free agency, you got to have a dance partner for a trade. It's not like he's a free agent. So I don't think anybody's out there salivating. Like I said, if something happens before the season, it's because somebody else's roster got fucked somehow. Yeah. So other than McMichael, who are the kids at AHL that are ready to come in and play? I mean, McMichael, I think LaPierre's really he's close. close. I mean, I think um, he's... Is that the kid with the history of concussions? But Yep. Yeah. But... Still lit it up in Hershey. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, yeah. at the yeah. developmental camp last week, it was they got all this talent, and then there was him. It was like you got like yeah. five or six guys that everybody's like, "Oh shit!" And they were like, "Who's? Oh, that's Lapierre. He's just a step yeah. above everybody else." That's, yeah. You know, they might want to get because he hasn't played in Hershey yet. Right. He wasn't eligible. I think he needs some a, um, a time. You know? uh, it certainly wouldn't hurt him. Yeah. I don't think. And again, with all the other guys we're talking about, even with all the injuries, I think it would be. Now, I'd be great if he played well enough to stick again for a few games and sure. see what happens, but. I just think, you know, give me give me a year in the A, let them figure that out, and then next but year. But then you have, you know, Fialbi, you yep. know, AJF, you know, him, LaPierre. And Snively's Mike. another one I kind of forgot about. He's Snively, here. Yeah. that's right. I forgot that's about him, him. Yeah. you know. Um, and then on D, you've got Alexiev and Johansson. Yeah. Well, with the upgraded goaltending, and it's even if it's not blue chip, right, mm-hmm. but if you just get consistent performances, you know, eight out of ten games more than you did, right? You get a better performance, you'll have more wins. Yeah. I would ex- I would expect the Caps to be um, you know, top three certainly throughout the year well, in, in in the in the conference. I hope so. Well the end of the season they were only what, four or five points out of the top spot in the division. Yeah, right. I mean it got it was, that tight. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, know. It was tight. I, I think you're gonna see it tight again. Um I say it every year, but other teams improve too, you know. Sure. Um I think Pittsburgh went backwards. I was just going to say. They're going to bring their old. Dude, <laughs> the money that they, the, the Latang one is the one that has me just scratching my head. I'm like. That's that's their backstory. Do they deal. not do they not see his game falling off a cliff? Yeah, I mean, he got six by six, right? Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, I. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it either. And then, you know, Malkin, he's like a 40 games a year guy. Yeah, he's just like banged now. up. Yeah, and he right. got six by four. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Um the length of the deals is what I, I no, just, especially I, Latang. That's, yeah, I couldn't. I, that wouldn't. I um, just, hey, have at it, boys. Have fun. Yeah. Right. You know, do your thing. I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't give a shit anymore. Um, but it was interesting to see some of the other teams that I was very intrigued about 
they're only a piece or two away. Like, where are they going with it? And to see Toronto go with Matt Murray and Sam Sonoff as their goalie tandem. They're just reaching. I was like, what the fuck? You know? I, I mean, I just, I've never been sold on Murray. Even his best years in Pittsburgh, I thought he was just a byproduct of the system. Well, right. see, and part of my problem is I hate everybody from Pittsburgh, always, no question. <laughs> so I always just think, they, I always think they suck. <laughs> and so I, that's why I felt about him. But not only did I think he sucked, which he probably didn't, well, now he's hurt, too. Yeah, I know. And I mean, you know, uh, again, I want to say it's a hip. All, like, just like, I think you're you know, right. Similar to Backstrom. I mean, who knows the injuries the same, I'm just saying. And I, for his sake, because he's probably a hell of a lot better than I ever gave him credit for, you hope he can do well, because if he does, he'll be a god. Yep. But if he doesn't, they'll just shit all over him. Yep. It'll be worse than Jerry Johansson. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'll give it up for McClellan, man. I, you know, we have, he hasn't had a lot of luck executing his plan. I mean, he executed his plan, but he hadn't had the results that he wanted. Right. Um, I think if they have another first-round exit, both he and Laviolette are history. I think that's probably and fair. And they'll, they'll just start Well, over. shit, man. If they're, if they're not in a playoff spot come January, I mean, if they're – Fledgling a little bit, I could see Laviolette going. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, just look. You know, Trotz was a game away from getting fired in the Cup season, so true. Yeah, I mean, I mean true. I'm not. You know, I mean, uh, goddamn, I don't want to think about that shit. No, me neither. No, but, I don't. I don't I'd be surprised happen, if they were fledgling. Yeah. I think they're better than they were, and they were okay last year. I, I, I agree with I you, think Jerry. That, I, I think yeah. they're they're from what if going back and looking back, um, it looks like the centers were a problem. And the goalies were a problem. Mm-hmm. And the centers will continue to be somewhat of an issue, but the goalies may have been resolved. Yep. So they should have more wins just for that reason. Yeah, during the meat of the season. Assuming like injuries. Last year, it was just one hit after the other that we just couldn't afford to take. Oshie missed we a ton. Exactly right. Between Oshie missing a ton. Remember, Wilson missed like seven or eight games. Um, obviously, Backstrom out. Then you had Kuzi, who was on and off the COVID list. And then you had Samsonov on and off the COVID list. And then you had... Eller was on the COVID list twice and got hurt also right. at some point. So, I mean, I mean, it was just, we weren't elite to be able to take those blows. And didn't have Backstrom for most of the season I think either. you have to count on Oshi being out for a significant portion of every year from now on. He's just, his body's just beat up. Yeah, that could know? be. And I, but the depth seems to be a little bit better. Younger I, kids are older and you have more dudes. I, you nailed it. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, again, it doesn't I don't think it strikes fear in the heart of your opponent, but you are still respected. Yeah, I'm not sure this is a cup winning roster, but I I think I think there's a lot of similarities in the mindset of McClellan and uh, LaViolette and, uh, you know, Ron Rivera. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to get to the playoffs and win a playoff game. There you go. And if we do that, I'll get a new contract and then we can talk about a rebuild. Boom. So I think that's what they sort of – that might be their mindset. We just have to show some improvement. We have to get – you know, not just in the playoffs, but we have to get to that. I agree. We need to win a round, and I'd love to see a, a second-round game seven. Right. And let the chips fall where they and may. And then you you're going to be – everybody will be retained. We can yep. have a reset, and then yep. we can start to build. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a big year. It's a big it's a, year. It's a big year for both. Well, and I just, you know, was looking at some of the numbers, and if I'm reading them right – they only owe Backstrom ten million in base salary the ne- over the next three years. Hmm. Three five two. The rest wow. of that, I guess, is bonus signing bonus. Interesting. Five. That could. I mean, it probably would. I mean, maybe it doesn't matter for two years. It's a long ass time. He could easily retire out last year if he's only owed two million dollars. Yeah. 
So good call. Um, but that's still two years away. Just to sort of getting back to the discussion of how we get around this and get out of this. We'll but, come back and do the assist for Ovi's uh, break, <laughs> you know, record-breaking goal. Yeah. Well, Ovi, <laughs> or he'll come back. He'll come back in the playoffs and pull a Kucherov, and Jared will be all pissed off, and then Backstrom will go in and have like. 11 points in point the first round. Game. I'm pretty sure that won't happen unless, you know. Point game I'll just tell play. you that, you know, the, the, the stats that I read sort of buttress my naked eye observation that he may get points because he's just passing it to people who then score, right? He's not like creating, That's how assists work. That's how Crosby yeah, gets but his it's, points. It's, there's a difference. No, but he's not taking any – nobody takes penalties on him. Right. Um, yeah, I think he has the least amount of penalties taken. Uh, meaning, because he just gets the ball. Here you go. Gets the puck. Here you go. <laughs> Here, man, you, you. You know, the secondary assist should be gone. Well, if that was the case, then Crosby wouldn't even be on the leaderboard uh, in the NHL. That man has more secondary assists than anyone ever. I'm fairly certain. I think Witt probably had more per game. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So uh, I'm just saying, um, you know, Nick, please th- think about the team, dude. I'm with and, you, man. This podcast. I'm with and you. Just retire now. Stay in Sweden. Maybe uh, do some like on-site reporting. Play, play but, some uh, golf. As long as you know, as long as that contract is there, we're they're going to have to tiptoe around it the best they can. And so yeah. far, I think they've done about as good as you can. Absolutely. And now you got to play. And now you got to play. Well, no, you can whine about it if you're us because we're nobodies. <laughs> well, you'll whine about it. Yeah. Whine I mean, about you everything. Can't complain. Of course we can play. We're fuck are we? We're just podcast guys. <laughs> the players can't complain. All right, let's let's transition here in speaking the last few of, minutes. Speaking of other contracts. So we never talk baseball on this podcast because it's boring as fuck. But we do have a, a World Series champion here in the house, you know, in 2019. Have you ever seen a franchise fall apart faster than the Nationals? All right. So I was just going to say. <laughs> it's crazy. Real quick, before we to, set the ta- the, before we set be the, the worst table, team in baseball soon. Oh, they, they are right now. They're bottom three uh, now. They're close no, to it. They'll be the worst. Yeah. yeah you're probably right. Um, all right. So five years ago, the Orioles were the worst team in baseball. But more importantly, had the worst farm system in baseball. Three years later, they were bottom five worst team in baseball, up the charts in terms of their farm system. Right now, they sit at 500 at the All-Star break. Nobody saw that coming. Not a chance. In the toughest division in baseball by a mile. And they still have the lowest payroll, one of the lowest payrolls, and they now have the best farm system in baseball. And they just got the number one pick last night. So it can go. You go, oh, five years is is a lifetime. Yeah, Four years of being really shitty sucks, especially in a season that has 162 games. So right now, if you're a hardcore Nats fan and you're pissing and moaning, I get it because it sucks to have 31 wins at the All-Star break. Well, you want to be the Orioles? They're 500. My point being, it takes time to get back in Absolutely. baseball. It shouldn't, have been, it shouldn't have gone down this far this fast. Baltimore's a small market team. Washington was thought to be a big market team. That shit doesn't fucking happen to big market teams. It happens to small market teams. And what I'm saying is they won the they I look at it analytically and say they won the series at the perfect stroke of like midnight. Like every single one of those contributing guys in that World Series was in their prime at that moment and fucking the last half of that season. Because remember the first half of that season was dog shit. Yeah, nineteen thirty one. Yeah. That's that number they you know? around. Well, even I think at the all star break they were like two games over five hundred. Maybe at 500. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, here they go. And they made their run. What I'm saying to you is that apples and oranges are the Orioles and Nationals. Oh, no, no. No question about it. Baltimore, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, small market teams, they have to build through the system. 
big market teams like Washington, L.A. Now You say they're a big market team, but they don't pay big market free agents. No, because their owners suck. They have the worst owners in baseball history. The learners are fucking terrible. I'm sure there's a worse owner in baseball history, Jerry. Who? Who has let a team go? I'm sure there were some racists out there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying morally. (laughs) I'm just saying business-wise. I mean, they inherited, uh, you know, some good team, good players. They drafted well, um, and then they started letting everybody go. Anytime somebody was up, they just let them go. No, I, and, and, and it's hyperbole. I get it, but I'm with you right now. It's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow when you look at the guys that they had a chance to sign and just didn't do it, and just didn't do it. And you know? that was they they the rebuild was coming. I guess. I guess because so. the learners are fucking cheap. Yeah, and they weren't going to do it. Well, they also, I mean, I'm not going to say I making made a mistake, but, well, in retrospect, the Strasburg was Strasburg and mistake. Corbin. That's the problem is that's yeah. where they spent their money. These two guys are making like $60 million or they will be next year or something like that, and they don't do anything. And well, that falls on that falls well, on Rizzo. So and, and, and that's hate, Rizzo's fault. I agree, and, and they, they bet wrong on Stras, and, and I hate to say it, but he might be the way of Backstrom right now. Is he ever going to play again? He's so fucking soft, man. Dude. When you have nerve issues, and he already had Tommy John and everything else, yeah. I mean, I, so <sighs> what I'm hoping is you got to sell. You know, this Juan Soto gets offered this huge deal, doesn't take it. Um, it's not as big of a deal as you as being reported because apparently, like the money money per year is not as high as right, right, right. No, it's five million lower than like a handful of players, right. you know. So, so it's not top of the top of the. I think it's. It's either two things. One, it's a ploy, like the Malkin ploy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he's going to be a free agent, get everybody up in arms, and then you continue to negotiate. Um, or it's a, hey, we, we leaked this. Look at this great offer we gave, mm-hmm. knowing he was going to say no. So then you could then trade him and save face about trying, which I think that's the more likely thing. But when you, tr- when you, when you trade him, you have to trade Corbin, too. You got to unload that contract. That would be, I mean, you can get a um, massive return for him, mm-hmm. but you can also try to get unload contracts. Man, That's what I would do. Man, baseball's so fucking weird when it comes to talent evaluation, though, because it, it, it to me it seems like some guys take forever to get through the ranks, and then they're only good for like a couple years, and then you never hear from them again. If I'm the if Other I'm the guys, Nas- like shoot up right. the charts, I, it's so. If hard. I'm the Nationals and you you're tra- you are looking at teams like L.A. Or the Mets, or the you know these huge markets like the Yankees, they'll take on salary. They don't give a shit if someone's sitting on the bench. Yeah, but it's it's the return that's an inexact science still sure. in baseball. And like last year, so they traded Howie Kendrick, Trey Turner, and I think of Scherzer. all the guys that just fucking left. And Scherzer, Scherzer. okay, they traded all Rendon. those guys last year. I can't tell you who's in the farm system that's legit from the trade returns. There's no, there's nobody. There's and nobody. Their to farm system is way down the they list right now. They have gutted everything because the and learners don't want to pay. And well, then now learners are trying to sell their. I know. Yeah. So here's my question. In theory, I completely agree with you. I think you unload. I I think you, the the soda, the writing's on the wall right now. Boris is a complete son of a bitch to to deal with. Well, he and Rizzo are boys, so absolutely. But the learners it, are are cheap as fuck. They're cheap as fuck. That's so the problem. At this point, if if he's a foregone conclusion. You've got to see what the best return is, right? But I just named three studs that they traded last year, and what was the fucking return? Nothing. So I, I don't expect them to be any good. I don't expect – what I'm saying is, is 
that, you know, it's the old fucking wizards thing. You got a shitty, you have a shitty contract. You're the one that gave them the contract. Then you unload the contract and then you get praised for being able to unload the contract <laughs> that you fucking signed. Right. Yeah. So, but in, in order to start the rebuild process and retool quicker, you got to unload Corbin. I, if I were Mike Rizzo, I would say you want Juan Soto. That's you have to take him with you. And then we talk about who I'm getting back. Gotcha. Well, I'd actually like that idea. I don't know if that's something that would actually work, but I like it. And because I don't think, to part to you know both of your points, you know the, what do you get back? I think that is a good enough piece because you need to go sign somebody with that money. So that's one of the pieces you're getting back. That means you don't have to get lucky with your return. You know, right. so I think that would be important. I don't but, think the first of all thing is do we have to remember Soto's got two and a half years left on his contract. It's not like he's a free agent at the end of the year. It's two and a half years left. Right. So you don't have to like. They don't have to trade him right now. He doesn't have to sign right now. I don't blame him for not signing at five years or five million below market. That doesn't make why would he? Yeah, you know. So you do make do the same offer in two years. Well, it looks a lot better. I mean, knock two years off and keep you know and bump the AAV up. You know, it, it'll look different. It's just Jeremy, the way it came out mm-hmm. was so like it didn't need no, to come out. No, it was a hundred to me. It was a hundred percent a Nats leak to make them look like they're trying. Hundred yeah. percent, in my opinion, which is just pathetic. Which is stupid. It is. Stupid. I've never seen. That's, I a, mean, that's a commander's move. Yeah, <laughs> it is it a is. commander's move. But usually that's to cover up, like you know, sexual harassment or something. <laughs> that's true. Um, hey, look over there. Yeah. But uh, I, I will say this, and I know you guys are going to mock me. The Raiders owner, right? They're, the Raiders are pulling a commander's playbook, right? The Raiders have just signed as their team president the first African American female. This is right after their sexual harassment allegations against their owner. Is, they so also it's, brought it's in Davis's com- kid, right? Is yeah. he the yeah. owner? Yeah. And he's the ugliest man in the history he of the world. He looks like a cartoon character. Bad he haircut. is a fucking ugly dude. Caricature of Chucky. But that shit came out, right? And then within the, within the past two months, they bring in Kaepernick for some fucking bullshit workout, yeah. th- right? So they can get that publicity. Yeah. And then they hire this lady. That she might be the smartest thing since sliced bread. But it's just ironic to me. It's the playbook. Hmm. You bring in a bunch of, you know, you want to set the standard, right? So when this shit happened with Snyder and all these allegations, these latest ones, right? What, what does he do? He hires, you know, Julie Donaldson yep. to be the vice president. Yep. He hires Jason Wright to be the president. Ron Rivera is the coach. I don't know if that had anything to do with him being Hispanic. But everything is minority-based. so he can. And now they're championing that in responses. Everything they say, if you read that letter from the lawyer to the House committee, which is all fucking bullshit, um, it says in there, <laughs> the commanders are the most diverse. Uh-huh. In a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally. telling you, it, that's totally. their lead. Yeah. So it's all PR. <laughs> it is. The Raiders are doing the same thing. It's like they bought the billboard for the next billboard for the next billboard. Right. It's like, hey, look at the next billboard. Yep. Then look and at this and one. I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying I noticed that shit. Sure. You know? Sure, sure, sure. Um, when they brought in Colin Kaepernick, I was laughing. Of course they're not going to sign his ass. You know? Sucks. He doesn't want to play. He sucks. Right? But you bring it in to say, because deflect. Anyway, I don't, I, that, that's what the learners are doing with this contract. Yeah. But yeah. they are terrible owners. So why, why do we have such shitty fucking owners in so this town? I was thinking about it. I was like, why do I care about the Soto thing? Because I'm not like a Nats fan at heart. And I think this is why. Because I am prideful about being from the DMV. You know, my grandparents 
lived in D.C. I, I would go there for all of our family functions. They were five minutes from RFK. It was cool as shit to drive into their house every day, you know, right. or every, you know, at four or five, six family events a year. My uncle lived in Baltimore, you know, I was always out in Baltimore because we were really close with our cousins. Like, I have an affinity for the local teams. I have the teams that make me happy when they win and make me sad when they lose. Those are my best teams. Yeah. Well, I think the Nats too. fall into the middle. I'm like, eh. Well, but I still want them to be good for the DMV. Right. It's a big market. Yeah, I think the thing to me with Soto, because I'm the same way. I'm an O's fan. I'm not a Nats fan. I really couldn't give less of a shit. But um, I think, you know, we're, we're learning this with Ovi. It's pretty cool to have one of the best that ever did it right. play True. in your town. And Soto's on that track. So you'd like to see him locked up, uh, you know, for his career because I think that would be a cool thing for our town to have. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's part of it. It's amazing to me how fall, how far, and how fast they have fallen. I know. Well, again, that World Series run. Anytime your team makes a deep run in the playoffs, regardless of the sport, it usually comes down to a unit that you just you ride their backs, right? And they rode Scherzer and Strasburg. Absolutely. And then that Everything bullpen, fell in line. They had fucking Hudson and Doolittle. All those guys are ancient, dude. Right. You know? But, but those, they didn't replace them. But the Nats, before that, even though they hadn't won a World Series, they were always winning division titles. They were. They were always going to the, you know, NLCS or, you know, they were yep. always right, right there. It was like their core was aging. They knew it. And then they had some pieces that they could replace, but they didn't pay them. And let them go. So it's like, your core's gone. You've got youth. You're going to have to pay for it. And they went, now nah, we'll go a different direction. And it was like, well, well most uh, most what? organizations will let like Rendon leave, but then re-sign somebody. Sure. Right? Well, and that I guy guess is Soto. They, <laughs> I guess they did that because they re-signed Strasburg. Yeah. No, but um, I, I think it was always, okay, not Harper, maybe Rendon. Okay, not Rendon, maybe Harper, Turner. The fuck? I forgot yeah, about, well, forget it, about Bryce yeah, Harper. Harper. Mm-hmm. Rendon and Turner, all and it, you, you figured I would have kept one of them, and they're like, "Oh no, you know what? It's it's we got to save it for Soto." And that this is where it stops. This is this is a problem. When they didn't sign Harper, they said Rendon's a foregone mm-hmm. conclusion. Then, like you said, then he went, and then last year blew up, so they traded away and then Turner. A, you know, so and they probably so, got it right with Rendon. I mean, he he I think he's out for the season. Got it right, you know. Yep. So, but but you can't. They didn't get right at all of them. You know, look at got, your fucking team, yeah. man. Now. Yep. Now you're right. I think they, I mean, you had to keep, well, if they end up keeping Soto, some of that is forgivable. If they don't, it really isn't. And unless they get some kind of ridiculous trade, which we've already said, we don't really trust that anyway. So I, I think, think for me, the, the thing that fell off the cliff the fastest, because I'm with Jerry, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, God damn, they just went right down the mountain. Um, their pitching staff just fucking dissolved. Yeah. And if they put their eggs into the Strasburg bas- basket as being the anchor, they that did. was just a bad move. Yeah. You but, know, you know, I I think it's because we don't talk about baseball here, and I don't really give a shit. I mean, like I haven't lost one. Like I haven't gotten upset. This is the most I've gotten upset about the Nats, just because <laughs> I I realized how fucking yeah. fast they've fallen. I don't care. You know, I don't watch any games. I haven't watched one game this year, um, even on TV. So. I will say that I was at the beach and uh, we were watching the Orioles and they were up three two, and uh, we uh, we said uh, my, uh, my daughter's boyfriend said you know the Orioles have won like eight straight games like they're unbelievable and ever since he said that they've lost like that inning is when <laughs> when Tampa got four runs I was like what the fuck see what you did you jinxed him dude um, but I'd like to see I mean you know I'd like to see Baltimore be good but. 
you know, we'll see if it continues. It's like the Maryland thing with with Baltimore. They can be really good and still finish fourth. Well, that's just it. Like I told Jeremy, no, the, the back half of the of the season is so division heavy. <laughs> Yanks, Red Sox, yeah. but the Jays. Red Sox aren't that good, are they? I, well, I haven't I mean, been paying. Well, here's the thing: when the O's, paying attention, the the two there there was what a three game stretch total, or whatever, or two game stretch where they were above five hundred. All four, all five teams are above five hundred in that division. Oh. I mean, it's just so, yeah, they're gonna the be entire division, including the Yankees, who are like you know sixty and thirty or whatever. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I, they're not gonna make the playoffs. I hope they finish somewhere around five hundred. But the exciting thing is, they've got all the framework to be really, really good for the next few years. You know, let's just get the football season. Let's just get to who football gives a season. fuck about baseball? Yeah. Training, I, training camp's coming up. I, I I'm so excited. Um, we got eight days, something like that. Something like that. Well. I, I think, you know, in the next week or so, um, we should do a podcast because mm-hmm. it'll be difficult, more difficult for me in August. Yeah, same. Um, but we should be able to uh, do a preseason Ravens, Redskins, uh, Commanders, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, WVU. Yeah, you know. I mean, they got they Pitt. Still, they they open up play, a pit, man. They still play football? <laughs> I assume. I assume they're still in Division One. <laughs> Um, no, that sounds good. I'd, I'd love to do a little breakdown of Ravens, Commanders, uh, college landscape, and just see how everything's looking. You know, how does next week look for you, Jerry? Jeremy? It looks okay. So, you know, we, we need to do one before we go on our trip. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. When yeah. are you going on your trip? August sixth. Yeah, we leave the sixth. So, yeah, we got to get one in before then. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. So, all right, cool. Our fans demand it. They do. They and do. And hopefully, Nick Backstrom's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you, Nick. It's, it's I mean, not, that's thanks not for the, the memories, but don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, let's just get the fucking money off the books. That's what yeah. I want. Let's find a way, guys. Launder it if you have to. Launder it. <laughs> come on, Teddy. You're our, you're our one shining hope of an owner. Uh, anything else for the week, gents? Yeah. Nope. All right. Wings, beers, and tears. We'll see you next time. See ya. Peace.